Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Do they really hate each other? Is it all just a big act? Are we all just suckers? We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is the melodrama that is a random night in the NBA. And uh, we will uh, save a Celtic conversation for later. I've done a good amount of that tonight, but we will in another life. Uh, But we'll, we'll hold off on that for the back and forth between the former besties, although they were never really besties, uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. It's on, baby. It's on. Now, the game will be forgotten. The game will be forgotten because, you know, it's a random NBA game Thanksgiving week. Uh, You know and I know the NBA really gets cranking when? The NBA gets cranking uh, right around Christmas. In fact, Christmas Day, that's the big point where the NBA gets going and all the good times happen, all the fun happens. Man, that's just wonderful. Just wonderful. So Oklahoma City, they they played well. They've not played that well this year. They have been a boomer bust type of team, Oklahoma City. It's been more bust than boom. They've got a losing record. But on this night, it was different than all other nights. They get a 17-point win over the Warriors that are showing some tendencies of uh, – yeah, taking the uh, the gas off the uh, or the foot off the gas there. I think that's the proper analogy. I believe that's it. Uh, but the story here is the back and forth, the beef, if you will, between Westbrook and Durant. Now it started on the court. Well, it actually started years ago. Started years ago. 
But it was all about the post-game chatter, the theater, if you will, uh, after the Warriors got blown out, right? The, uh, the Thunder and Warriors going back and forth, Westbrook and Durant. Uh, there was a verbal altercation between Durant and Westbrook during the game, and it spilled over till after the game. Now, rather than me tell you what these guys said, we have audio. We have an editing department that has put this all together. Now, uh, let's start out with Kevin Durant. Uh, I believe this is the real Kevin Durant and not the burner account uh, of Kevin Durant. Here is uh, Durant on uh, the uh, angst, if you will, between him and Westbrook and how that all went down uh, during the game. Man, that's just ball, you know. It's just ball. He competitive. I'm competitive. We like to go at it, both of us, and that's just a part of the game. So I respect it. I got number love for it. So I'm expecting it again when we play him again, but it's for all funny games to me. Yeah, just ball. That's what he said, just ball. But not Lonzo ball or LeVar ball or LiAngelo ball or LaMelo ball. Just ball. No name in front of the ball. Just ball. Stay in your lane. That's right. Well, you know what I could do is I could just uh, – when I get, I get in radio beefs. You know, we have throwdowns. Uh, me and Ralph fought before. We had a little sparring match before the show. I, I slapped him around pretty good. I slapped him around pretty good. But it's just radio. It's just radio. That's what happens, man. You know, you get heated. Radio. That's how it works. All right. So you heard Durant there. Just ball. Just ball, man. That's how it is. Well, now the rebuttal in this debate from one locker room to the other. Here's Russell Westbrook, who has his thoughts on this whole back and forth. Uh, I mean, I play the same way every night. Um, if it's against Kevin, if it's against uh, who we play Friday. Detroit. Detroit. Reggie Jackson, Dennis Smith on Saturday. <laughs> it don't matter who it is. Uh, on the court, I don't got no friends. Only friend I have is the basketball. That's it. Um, and obviously my teammates, but. I go out to compete. Um, I go out and play at a high level, like I've been saying since day one, and that's what I do. Yeah. Was he an only child? No, he's got a brother, right? He's got like a, a brother. His only friend is the basketball, though. He said that line before. He's used that, that material before. All right, so you have Westbrook going with the only friend is the basketball and just ball. But did you notice, did you notice the nuance in that soundbite by Russell Westbrook? You see, he – compared Kevin Durant to who? Reggie Jackson. <laughs> that was the comparison. Now, some would say that's disrespectful, right? That Reggie Jackson, who's made a good amount of money, and he's a former teammate of Russell Westbrook. Wasn't there a, a Russell Westbrook bad body language deal with Reggie Jackson? Was it last year when he was sent to the Pistons? Uh, time all runs together, but I think it was last year. Uh, but you you heard the sound by there. All right, so uh, let's talk about this. And the question, and again, Durant saying it's just ball, and he also went on to say that that stuff is not real, uh, the stuff that happened on the court between Durant and Westbrook. It is not real. So the obvious question here, and it's a question we'll adjo- address right now, uh, is, are you buying Durant here? Is this not real? Is there something to this? Is there something to this? Now, my thoughts on this, I, I think there is something to it. You have theatrics. That's obviously part of it. You've got grumpiness, right? You've got grumpiness, and you have bad blood. You've got bad blood. So we'll go point by point, but we'll, we'll start with the theatrics. And clearly a, a large part of the NBA is the entertainment value, right? There's a lot of prima donnas and drama queens in all the professional sports, but it seems like the NBA – uh, because of the way basketball players are brought up with the AAU and all that, you are coddled once you're at the age of like nine and they figure out you're going to be pretty good and you become a privileged little brat, uh, generally speaking. So, I, I, But I think a lot of this is theatrics, but not all of it. Not all of it, right? And Because the second point here, uh, Russell Westbrook – always plays with this chip on his shoulder like everyone's out to get him. He's a very cantankerous person, very cantankerous person. Uh, someone goes far as to say grumpy, right? And I would agree with that. And then you've got Kevin Durant who's got this weird, like, bipolar-type situation where uh, when he first got into the NBA, he seemed to want everyone to kind of like him and he played along, and then he wanted to be the – the Maverick, but not the Dallas Maverick. He wanted to be the Rebel, uh, and and he became a bit bad-tempered, 
right? Became cranky and dissatisfied with the media and all that. So that is at least the public perception of Durant. That's what he wants. And as far as the the bad blood, I, I think that's real. But it's it's in the context of professionalism, right? Like Durant said, just ball. And while that sounds just silly, right? Well, just ball sounds ridiculous. It, it's in the context of a work relationship, right? There are bad feelings between Westbrook and Durant because those guys were failures. They did not together get to the top of the mountain. They got to the NBA Finals, uh, but there's some hostility between those two guys. There's got to be some bad blood and bad feelings. I think that is absolutely real. Now, does that mean that Westbrook and Durant, when they happen to run into each other at a high-priced steakhouse, are going to pull out bloody knuckles and go in the back alley and have a throwdown? I'm going to say no. I want to say no because it's a professional situation, right? They're like, well, we're, we make a lot of money. We're not, we might we might do this on the court, but we're not going to be simple-minded dopes and do it off the court, right? But there, there is resentment, and I would say it's more on the side of Russell Westbrook. Am I reading this right? That it's because Durant's the one. He's already he's won the championship. He he's riding the coattails of Steph Curry and Draymond Green and. Clay Thompson and what the Warriors had already done. So the the bitterness, the jealousy, if that's the right word, the resentment, maybe that's the right word, uh, is from Westbrook directed at Durant. But then Durant, I'm like a psychologist. I should be a shrink. Right? I'm a radio shrink is what I am here. That's what I'm doing. So it's Brilliant. Really, thank you, yes. Uh, so that resentment, jealousy, bitterness, all that, put that into a big, giant bag. Right, and then Durant counterpunches, but not literally, and, and then you have what has gone on between these two. But it's not bad for the NBA. I mean, the last part of this, it's good, right? It's emotion that uh, people like this. Uh, even if you think it's it's a lot of theatrics, and that is part of it. I mean, there's no question that's part of it. There is some truth. In it, right? There is agitation here. There are these guys are are not fond of each other professionally. Whether they like each other and hang out and, and tell jokes, and they'll be old guys someday, and they won't be able to hit basketball anymore, and they'll uh, maybe hang out, have a good time, right? have a couple of brewskis and talk about the glory days and how great life was back then. and, and uh, it, it, it won't be awkward, but right now it's awkward. Right now, it's, when they play each other, there are some, some thorns, some thorns that they have to get through. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, this has been quite the week for the tawdry scandal in the world of sports. And yesterday we were given the gift of Ray Ray, Ray Allen, who had a bit of a misstep, bit of a misstep. He claimed he was being catfished. The guy who was apparently the catfish said, no, 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 uh, no, that's not the case. Uh, Ray Allen's gay. Uh, and so it's being decided by a court in Orlando, and I look forward to following that because I do like the uh, the uh, the underworld, if you will, uh, stuff that you find on the dark web. I enjoy. Well, we got another one of those stories. We got another one of those stories because a prominent member of the Philadelphia Eagles. You hear about this? Maybe you were doing stuff because it's Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, I, I tease this as choking on the cheesesteak. I tease, I tease this as choking on the cheesesteak, uh, but it involves Fletcher Cox, who clearly was living up to his last name here uh, with this particular story because a North Carolina man has filed a lawsuit against Fletcher Cox for sleeping, or I don't think there was much sleeping going on. I think they were just having sex. Uh, his wife and... As it was, yeah, how about that? And then ruining the guy's marriage. I don't know why you'd have a problem with that. I don't understand what the, he apparently uh, has an issue. Is they're not uh, they're not wide open there as far as a uh, relationship. So Fletcher Cox is being sued, the defensive player for the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the NFL's top record, top record in the NFL, and in North Carolina, who knew? According to North Carolina state law. This is a thing. Uh, the term is alienation of affection, and there are a bunch of fingerprints pointing at Fletcher Cox via text message uh, 
And so this guy, his name is Josh, and he he claims he's got all the evidence there, and he, he sent a lot of it to. I don't think is he was he the one that sent this to TMZ or was it from the lawsuit? Anyway, uh, either way, Harvey Levin and his band of paparazzo, they had all of the information. They've got all the uh, very racy sexting that was going back and forth, and the they met apparently the the woman the wife was on a work trip to Pennsylvania, and she really enjoyed herself. Uh, she was having a good time in Philly, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, honey, I have to go on a work trip. I'll be sleeping with the entire Eagles team. I apologize. Uh, she, you know, at least one of them. Uh, this happened back in April, so it was in the the off season in Pennsylvania, and the relationship continued with some really racy text messages, good, good hot text messaging back and forth. And this guy has the husband, soon to be former husband, has all the records, and he claims that is the proof. That is it. I've got it. Uh, red-handed. Red-handed, and Fletcher Cox is liable for this term that's in North Carolina, alienation of affection, which you are allowed to sue for. And according to North Carolina state law, we are told that there's two things. Actually, there's three things. There's three things that must be proven to win this kind of case. Uh, you know what they are? Uh, I hope not. I'm going to reveal them right now. Uh, number one. You and your spouse had a genuine love and affection. Eh, how do you prove that? Well, you got married. Uh, number two, the love and affection was alienated and destroyed. Well, seems like that's a pretty good case if the member of the Eagles was uh, was banging around with your, uh, your wife there. And then number three, uh, malicious acts of a third party produced the alienation of affection. And the term malicious acts presumed... Uh, proof of uh, adult relations, uh, a.k.a. the uh, hanky-panky uh, fun time. Uh, so, uh. yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh, this lawsuit was filed uh, yesterday. Actually, today. It was filed today. How about that? And supposedly there's some, some photos. And Fletcher Cox, he, uh, he uh, sent uh, his uh, surname to the uh, woman via photo there. And said, uh, hey, my name is uh, Mr. Cox. I play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here you go. And uh, so he has that as well. Was that going to come out as part of the lawsuit? Now, keep in mind that the the husband is suing for more than $25,000. Fletcher Cox makes millions of dollars playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going to assume the position that while this is a nuisance and mildly embarrassing, uh, that, that this is going to be nothing in the long run that you know there'll be uh, be some funny uh, questions being asked and uh, whispers in the Eagles locker room but it's a fly Eagles fly and the uh, the text messages I was reading some of those and quite the uh, quite the story there Uh, we'd make some damn beautiful babies Uh, that was one of the lines there is that a good pickup line do women like to hear that we'd make I guess but if they're married do they still like to hear that I don't know I have no idea Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Boston Celtics, their 16-game winning streak ending at the hands of Weed Man Hippie and his friends in South Beach. Clearly, that was why the Miami Heat were able to win that game. I don't know what kind of debauchery they were getting into, but I'm sure the boys had a good time a night off in uh, South Florida. Always a dangerous thing. And I noticed... I kind of look at the gambling trends during the day, and I noticed that there was a lot of the whale money, the big money, the professional money was coming in hot and heavy on the Miami Heat, and that told me uh, something's going on. I don't know whether those guys were hanging out uh, somewhere at one of those Art Deco clubs in Miami and they spotted something, but uh, it was it was uh, definitely eye-opening. It was an eye-opening thing when I saw that. It raises my attention. They don't always get it right. They don't always get to get it right, but uh, that did get my attention. All right, so but but that we'll, we'll talk more about that later. I wanted to talk about the big story here: the longest losing streak in the NBA coming to an end. Uh, the national nightmare has come and gone. Uh, it is okay to leave your houses. Uh, everything is getting back on track now. The good ship clip uh, is sailing back into the wind column. A nine-game losing streak is over because of a triple-double by Blake Griffin. 
And the Clippers also got a big night from Wesley Johnson. Had uh, 24 points. But the, the Clippers, an ensemble attack to take down the Atlanta Hawks. So they get back in the win column for the first time since November 1st. And here we are now uh, heading in. You look at the, the date and say, well, it's Thanksgiving here. Man, it's, uh, it's been a while. It's been three weeks. That's, uh, that's a good amount of time. But that's not even the story. The individual random game, uh, that's not the story. The story is the dreaded snap, crackle, pop, which is not only a breakfast cereal, snap, crackle, pop. It is also the team motto for the 2017 Clippers. They are dropping. They are dropping. There is blood on the ground, in the ring. It's all over the place. The latest is Patrick Beverly, the latest to succumb to an injury, the knee surgery. We learned that the Clipper point guard is going to miss the remainder of the season. The season hasn't really even started. It begins on Christmas. He's going to miss the entire season when people actually pay attention uh, to the NBA. Patrick Beverly uh, it, it is bad. It's bad for him. It's bad for the Clippers. Beverly's knee needing the dreaded micro-fracture surgery. He is screwed. Uh, he is screwed. Uh, it's a full repair here. The uh, lateral meniscus is all messed up. He is going to be hobbled for some time. So let's discuss. All right. The, the question is how big a blow is this in Reality. There's a lot of doomsday Armageddon scenarios being played out. I will use the Maller scale of panic, the patented Maller scale of panic, one to ten, with ten being nuclear fallout. And I'm going to go eight point five on this. I'm going to go eight point five on this. Uh, the the Maller scale of panic. Now, my perspective. All right, you've got toughness, brittle, and a seminal moment. You got all those things, and I'll link them. To, I'll link them together here. But a Patrick Beverly was supposed to to fill the edge of the uh, you know the, the Clippers roster. Right, he he was supposed to fill the gap uh, for that aging sourpuss Chris Paul, who's also a very delicate little flower himself. And Beverly had the reputation from his days with the Rockets of being the junkyard dog. And when he was in Houston, uh, he would kick you and knee you and elbow you in the balls. Anything he could do to win the defensive battle to slow down players. Total pest. Total nuisance, Patrick Beverly, right? And, and this is a guy, he played at Arkansas, but he ended up professionally playing in the Ukraine and Russia, among other places, and then got another opportunity in the NBA and was all NBA first-team defensive player last year. That's a big deal. And, and yet with the Clippers, uh, he is – been on the bench. He's been made out of glass since he got to the Clippers, and so he's going to be out. And essentially, like, not even a Clipper. His highlight was opening night when he embarrassed Lonzo Ball and set Lonzo on the spiral of doom, which has been his rookie season. Now, the second part of this, of bigger concern for the Clippers, is this cancer of complacency. Uh, There has been no sense of urgency. Very little toughness has been displayed here. And even with this win tonight against Atlanta, the Clippers have been a, the word is detached, right? I mean, th- that is a tendency that needs to be nipped in the bud. Now, Chuck the Condor is the toughest guy they got, and he's a great mascot. He's the most popular mascot in the NBA. It's not Benny the Bull. It's not the Celtic uh, Leprechaun. No, it's, it's Chuck the Condor. He's number one. Not Hugo the Hornet or the Gorilla in Phoenix. It is clearly, clearly... Chuck the Condor. But that's the problem. When your mascot's the toughest guy, that's an, that's an issue. But they've been unable to nip this in the bud, and so Doc Rivers has done a very poor job. And his whole claim to fame, like his claim to fame as a coach when he's in Orlando and with the Celtics and now with the Clippers, has been great motivator of men. He's not going to win any kind of strategy matchup. Like Brad Stevens, the Celtics coach, is a strategy guy. He's an X's and O's matchup guy, positionless basketball, which is what the Celtics play. Doc Rivers, he's not about the strategy. He's all about you know positivity and the mental part of basketball. And yet, this season, we're not even 25% in, but most nights the Clippers have played rather lifeless. And especially at the end of games, they've had low basketball IQ. They've made a bunch of mistakes. They've lost at least three games that if they had good coaching, uh, they would have won. 
they would have won. Now, meanwhile, the three big additions, the one thing they haven't come, offseason additions, the big three additions here for the L.A. Clippers in the offseason, you know what they all have in common? They're brittle. Uh, Patrick Beverly, Milos Tadosic, and Danilo Gallinari, uh, they have been total failures the first 25% of the season. Gallinari uh, must be really enjoying L.A. He, he's not playing basketball very much, and Tadosic has been out since the what second or third game of the year. Now, the parting shot on this, right? the parting shot on this, the Clippers are facing a seminal moment in the next couple of weeks. Because other players are going to get the chance to stop the bleeding. They will go out and sign another player off the scrap heap uh, of the NBA. They're uh, right now probably on the phone with some guy from, from Turkey uh, uh, or Afghanistan, trying to get the, the great Afghanistan basketball league, trying to get them to come in and, and save the Clippers, give them an opportunity. And I'm all for that, right? I'm all for that chance to stop the bleeding. Next man up. Now, if that backfires, if that backfires, then Steve Ballmer, who spent billions, $2 billion to buy this basketball team, then he's going to have a crisis management meeting. And what's going to happen there? You're going to have soul searching. You're going to get together there in the inner circle of the, the good ship clip, led by the logo, the greatest executive who ever lived, the great Jerry West. And they'll have a powwow. They'll get together there, and they'll try to figure out what they want to do to, to figure out the, uh, the issue. Now, the knee-jerk reaction by the Armageddon crowd is to hit the, the TNT button to demolish, do some demo work on the, on the roster. Trade the, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Just like the Georgia Dome, right, with that, that murder bus, the Atlanta public uh, transportation bus they are going over the, uh, the shot. Yeah, they want to trade DeAndre Jordan and all these other guys and you know, tank. Uh, I'm not for that. I am anti-tanking. I am anti-tanking. This is not a complete rebuild situation. Uh, it is not. That would be a an overreaction to do that. The reason is most of the time it does not work. Uh, look at the Lakers as the gold standard. They uh, they tank for how many years? All these number two picks. They've already traded one of them. Uh, the other two don't look uh, very good. Uh, and and uh, Julius Randle, who is not a number two pick, they'd like to trade him also. So you you have to place a value on, I don't know, winning right. The culture of success. And uh, that's that's my uh, advice. So no no total demo. Winning. You don't spend two billion dollars to buy a building and then say I'm going to knock the building down. No, you might you might do a little uh, gut work on the building, like the lower floors of the building, put a new coat of paint on it, change the plumbing around. You could do that. Maybe the lighting, like the overhead lighting. There's a lot of things you can do. You don't have to completely take the wrecking ball uh, to the building. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. We have the the new A team. I, I don't know. They're just hanging out. Guys hanging out. I got uh, different people. Uh, Ralph's over there. Uh, Mike Mayer's producing. Nick Wright is here uh, from television. Uh, we've got Nick uh, hanging out with us. So you do watch a lot of TV. So you are from television, right, Nick? I mean, you watch a lot of television. Yeah, um, mostly. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite show on television right now? Well, sitcom. Just a general question. You can answer it however you want. Um, you know, I, you like, I don't, you like, I don't check like shows. New, I don't really like. I don't really like new shows. You like new I, shows. I like a lot of you know, like I like Seinfeld reruns. You're an old I like soul. The Office. You're yeah, an old, you're just, a young guy, but you like old shows. I do. How old are you? I am twenty nine. Twenty nine. Not that not that young actually. Oh yeah, you're old. You're an old fart. <laughs> I'm actually. <laughs> like I'm it. younger than you, man. I don't know what you're talking. about. <laughs> you're old, man. You're the the old guy here at the building. Just saying, uh, you know, everyone watches all these you know YouTube stuff and new yeah. shows, and yeah, I'm not into it. So you're you're at like the cutoff. You weren't in on the YouTube thing. Like the kids now, like you're nine or ten. Well, you don't watch TV. You're all about YouTube. I'm technically a millennial, but I don't really feel like you're like an, you're like a, one of the first wave of the millennials. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you I'm, 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 I'm at that cutoff. Yeah. So you're not the cool part of the millennials. No, yeah, absolutely not. Okay, I got you. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. We'll take some phone calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We we'll also get to this story. In fact, why don't we do this right now? Uh, and it involves, in the tease, we had it last hour, we didn't pay it off, Locker Room Rebellion. And this is a follow-up to the Oakland Raiders and their decision to whack Ken Norton Jr., the defensive coordinator, who completely justifiable. The Raiders have set records that have to, you go back to the colonial times to find a defense 
that has been ineffective. There's two things you have to do to win in football. You have to score points and get turnovers. You do those things, your offense scores points, your defense creates turnovers, you are going to win, you're going to have a winning record. The Raiders' offense hasn't been good, but their defense has been biblically bad. So they got rid of Ken Norton Jr. He was the scapegoat. He was the fall guy. And Khalil Mack tweeted out uh, one word, the the Raider defensive player Khalil Mack, or, or actually it was Bruce Irvin. It was Bruce Irvin, excuse me. Bruce Irvin tweeted out the linebacker, the former Seahawk, uh, bull, and then the, the, the last word is it's kind of like uh, a ship at sea, uh, but there's one, one letter different. I forget which letter is different, but it's like a ship at sea. Uh, and then it's uh, it's bull at the beginning of it, and so Bruce Irv. I, I don't know why we can't say that word. By the way, shouldn't we be able to say that word? Does that is that net neutrality? Are we going to be allowed to curse on the radio because of net neutrality now? They, no, damn it. You know, in Canada, in Canada, they can say bad words. You can say the f word on Canadian radio, and we're broadcast on Canada. So how about we? I say the uh, bad words here, and then just those of you in the U.S. just cover your ears, and our Canadian listeners were good. It was. No. no. I don't hey. want to get fired, Ben. No. no, no, no. Grown-ass man, and I can't say words I want to say. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. All right, anyway, uh, so Bruce Ir- Irvin and uh, Khalil Mack, uh, they were not happy, and they both skipped practice. The Raiders had a practice on Wednesday we're and for preparation. Practice. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. And Irvin and Mack, they weren't there. They weren't hurt. These were non-injury absences. The team was trying to spin this. They said uh, that it was uh, a non-football reason that they were off the field. It was a rest day. (laughs) Now, I'm going to assume the position. You know what happens when you assume. I'm going to assume that that rest day was a mental health day. What are you you with me on that? That these guys were so upset that they were were spitting mad. Of course, the the counter-argument to this is, if they had played, I don't know, better football, then Ken Norton Jr. wouldn't have been whacked. He'd still be the Raiders' defensive coordinator. You're fired. Just pointing that out. It's kind of obvious there. The uh, Raiders are 4-6. and six. They are 21st in points allowed, 26th in yards allowed. They're near the bottom in sacks. And, they, and that, uh, that Khalil Mack, reigning defensive player of the year, he ain't going to win that award again. And uh, Bruce Irvin who was supposed to be one of the key players there. He has done next to nothing uh, for the Raiders. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. The mayor is in town, Mr. Cleveland apologist himself, and a proud paper bag wearing Cleveland Brown supporter. Very happy to embrace that. So uh, let's get yeah. this addition. I didn't even say your name yet. Mike Mayer. Go ahead, Mayor. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I defeated the introduction there, but I, I wanted to get to this one because I know this is kind of related to you. Uh, you've talked in this show, and I'm sure in many other shows, about the fall of the Clippers, even though tonight was a win. But something that hasn't gotten much attention was the shortcomings of the Thunder. They obviously won tonight. Yeah, they They've did. Create, they beat Golden State. Yeah. They beat Golden State. So they've created their own big three with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony. And yet, even after winning tonight, they're still under 500. So, yeah. Big Ben, do you think this win over the Thunder is a turning point in the season for the Thunder? Well, it's it's obviously a big deal for Oklahoma City to beat. Anytime you beat Golden State, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. But I'm not buying Oklahoma City as a legitimate threat in the Western Conference. I am not. I believe when everything is done here in the NBA, they will remain nothing special, right? They've played a pretty easy schedule up until this point, and they hadn't done much of it. Now they beat a good team, a really good team in Golden State. But a couple of thoughts on this. I call it the six degrees of Carmelo Anthony. It's kind of a parlor game here. And my belief is, it's been this way for a long time, any NBA team that has Carmelo on their roster has the virus of lazy basketball uh, that, that should employ the former Nick. And the Thunder knowingly, knowingly signed up for this illness. And Carmelo Anthony, given enough time, will drag all of his teammates down that rabbit hole of garden variety basketball. It's already started for the Thunder. They rised up for a night. We'll see if they keep it going. And B, Oklahoma City knew 
that this was a weird, wacky science experiment to start the season. And even with this win tonight, the overall body of work, you've got the micro, which is good because you just beat Golden State, but the macro, the Warriors, their pace of play has not been good enough. They've got to pick up the pace. They were 20th in pace of play. The tempo matters. They were playing the same tempo as the Chicago Bulls. That's got to improve. I am not optimistic that it will improve. All right, next. All right, let's move on to a big story coming out early this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, Donald Trump, our president, went on yet another Twitter rampage against America's favorite father, LeVar Ball. Yeah. This time he called LeVar Ball a poor man's version of Don King uh-huh. but without the hair. Yeah. Ben, what do you think of this comparison? You are fake news. It's actually a compliment. That is not that is not a put down by Don King. And I'll tell you what. First of all, Don King and Donald Trump are buddies. They they ran together back in the seedy days of boxing in the 1980s and the early 90s when Don King was on top of the sweet science. Don King campaigned for Donald Trump, has visited President Trump in the White House as some kind of distant odd advisor of sorts. Uh, and so, so they like each other. And secondly, LeVar Ball and Don King, they share many of the same circus sideshow rant uh, tendencies, right? I mean, when I was doing radio, I'll tell you a story real quick. When I was doing radio years ago, we were at a fight in Vegas. I was doing local radio in L.A. We were at a fight in Vegas, and it was a Don King production. And Don King came up to our little booth. And he talked about how I was the most amazing, magnificent, fantastic radio person in the world and how much he loved me. And I felt so good. I felt like I had, man, Don King really likes my work in radio. I was feeling really, really good, man. I was on a natural high. And then about five minutes later, Don went to the next booth where there was another radio show and said the same exact thing about that host. The same exact thing. He's a BS artist, right? He's a hype man, a carnival barker. That's what Don King is. But that's what LeVar Ball is, so it's not a it's not a put down. It's actually a compliment. All right, next. All right, uh, America's national treasure out of college football is Washington State head coach Mike Leach. They got the Apple Cup coming up this Saturday, so uh, he had some interesting comments earlier in the week regarding the college football playoff. But that wasn't it. Yeah, he had some great sound from uh, yesterday at a press conference where he was giving some warnings about weddings. Listen to this, Ben. All right, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind. So how about that? (laughs) (laughs) Mike Leach, America's national treasure. So, uh, Ben, I know you got married fairly recently. I did, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, and I know you got a lovely bride. So were you able to avoid some of... Yes. What Mike was your Hawaiian them. wedding? Yes. All of them. Yeah. I eloped. So there was no one there. I was on a beach in Hawaii. It was me, my wife, the person that was officiating the wedding. There was a camera person there. It was deserted. In fact, for our Hawaiian listeners listening on the, 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 the Blowtorch 990 on the Hawaiian Islands there, uh, on the island of Kauai at Poipu, you just drive up from the airport though, uh, there in Poipu and you drive up to the, between the, Mile three and mile four marker on the main road in Kauai, uh, coming out of Poipu. And then you go off the, the dirt road there, right near the golf course. And then you go down the dirt road. There's a bunch of potholes. You go to the end of it. You park your car. And there's the beach I got married on, right there. So, but yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, Mike Leach is great. I know he was harassing uh, players years ago, but they probably deserved it. Uh, I'm all for Mike Leach. All right, uh, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Just for spinning the whole Donald Trump thing as a compliment and also admitting that you eloped, which is, which is a brilliant way yes. to avoid all the craziness of planning a wedding, which takes over a year. So, Ben, brilliant. you passed. All right, thank you. There it is. That's a winner. That's a winner. Eloping's great, but no one sends you a present unless they get to go to the wedding. That's the downside of the eloping thing. You save a lot of money, but you don't get any uh, gifts on the side. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, here we go. It is it is time. Let's do it right now. Here we go. It's now time for... Time for. Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. 
All right, always a balancing act on Ask Ben, and we will attempt to multitask it. It's Benny and uh, the Bennetts. Uh, here we are, the new Bennetts. Bennetts here. Uh, they, you know, guys, if you listen to Fox Sports Radio a lot, you know who these guys are. But questions for me and Mayor and Wright and Ralph and the cast of characters. All right, and the master of ceremonies would be Mike Mayer, the producer in today. And uh, Mr. Mayer, what do we have? All right. Uh, first one's for you, Ben. Of All course. Right. Uh, uh, very good. So uh, we're in the holiday spirit. You're we're obvi- you're obviously one of the only people in radio working. So uh, oh, what, I don't know about that. Well, uh, but uh, well, one of the one yeah. of the main people you okay. you you truck it through. Uh, yes. So, uh, what do you enjoy most about doing the holiday broadcast? Uh, That's from Timotheus Maximus. All right, uh, Timothy, uh, whatever your name is. Uh, I like coming in here. There's no one in the building. Like now, usually when I work at night, anyway, there's no one here. But there's like no one in the area. There's not the traffic's not too bad. Uh, you can just kind of come. You sneak in here in the middle of the night. You do your thing, and uh, and I also like the fact that people seem to genuinely enjoy when we do these holiday shows. That uh, the the one advantage I have is that when the other hosts aren't aren't working, I sound that much better. So uh, so I like that. So, so it's cool. It's a win-win situation. All right, uh, next. All right, the back-to-back, the belly-to-belly for oh, you. And face-to-face. And the face-to-face. Uh, yes. So this one comes to us from A-Dub. A-Dub. Uh, when was the last time you got drunk? That's a good question. I, I think it was after Game 7 of the World Series, uh, Dodgers-Astros. I might have had a few pops or two after that game. And then prior to that, though, I don't, I don't drink up too much. I am going to get just completely wasted at the uh, Maller Ugly Sweater Party uh, which will be coming up here before the end of the year, and uh, that is my next uh, plan. I'm already loading up on the root beer beer. That is my uh, my plan of attack there. I will drown my sorrows for a year of inferior crappy radio. That is what I will do. All right, next, it's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Keep them coming. Use that hashtag, Ask Ben. Mayor, who do we have next? All right, yeah. uh, this is from Jake and Boulder. Uh, all you, right, uh, basically, uh, this is for the entire crew. Oh, so the you guys entire all... crew for Mike, you and Nick and Ralph. Okay, very exciting. I, I actually don't have an answer to this one. That's the wrong answer. Is that I don't have an answer? That's <laughs> yeah, a bad because, job by uh, you. Do you have any family reunion horror stories, guys? Uh, you know, not not per se. I mean, my, my issue is, and it's the same thing at every holiday event. Um. My my, they ask a lot. Like any family, whatever your job is, they ask you a lot of questions. I would imagine if you're like a doctor, then you go to a family reunion and they're like, "Hey, I got this little bump on my uh, my leg here. Can you take a look at it?" I work in radio and sports radio, so my relatives are like, "Oh, you do the sports show? Uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl?" Like if I knew the answer to that, I would be doing radio. I'd move to Vegas and I'd become a tout. Uh, the other one I like is. Oh, you do right. You your show's on late at night. Why don't you? You should get an earlier time slot so I can listen. I can't stay up that late. It's past my bedtime. Like I can, I can just go into the program director's office and uh, and be like, yeah, I should be on earlier. And they'll be like, okay, oh, yeah, sure, we'll give you an earlier time slot, no problem. Uh, but but most of that, I mean, uh, I, I've been in a few events where uh, not my family per se, but people that were friends of the family showed up and had like bright. Odd colored hair and weird things like that that caught a lot of attention. All right, uh, Ralph, any uh, odd family uh, reunion related uh, shenanigans? No, I live in a cave, so I never go to them. All right, great answer. Way to play along. Uh, Nick, any family related uh, issues here? Horror stories? I mean, besides like the one crazy aunt who brings weird green beans and I don't know. Like, what, does, weird... what about being, you're single, so when I was single and I go to, a fa- I got married late in life, you know, middle aged or whatever. Do they harass you? Why don't you have a girlfriend with you? Uh, why don't you get married and have kids? Do you get that? Um, no? Yeah, I, no, yeah. I actually do. Okay. I do, and yeah. everyone. You know, I'm not. I just say I'm not. You should I'm, just I'm say stay in your own lane. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. like Levar Ball, man. It's my guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, and you have nothing. Stay in your lane. I, I have nothing. All right. Yeah. No family that loves you. No reunions. Well, uh, well not necessarily reunions. Like every week, it's a week long thing. With or every time I see my mother, which is like on a weekly oh, basis, she'll 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 always be pitching me. Hey, get on a dating site. Do this. Do that. And I'll be like, yeah. Mom, I'm trying to make a career in radio. Relax. Now, now, does your mom try to like set you up with like? She's tried, and it hasn't yeah. gone all the way through. So there's that. Oh, all right. Wouldn't that Mom, be kind of weird yeah. though? Like if it did. Mom setups, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, it's. I, I actually one time had my grandfather set me up. He had, he was dating another woman, so he tried to set me up with their with her granddaughter. It was really weird. 
family setups, not yes. You know. it's it's like, it, it, it's it was like odd. A trailer park technique. Yes. Yeah, that's a little tough. <laughs> that's right. desperation right there. Yeah. Oh wow, that's uh, that's that's a good story. All right, it's Ask Ben. What if it had all worked out for your grandpa and you? Boy, that would have been. Oh man, that would have been strange. Yeah. Been going right on the Maury Povich, uh, Jerry Springer uh, TV tour. All right, let's keep it going. It's Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour, which sounds really impressive. When I say the rest of the hour, man, that sounds impressive. It's not that impressive. All right, next. All right, uh, this is actually for the crew. Oh, the crew. This is another one for the crew. All have right. you been vaccinated yet? This is from Eliana. I have no idea. I have no idea what vaccinated means. Well, you mean like when you're a kid and you get like the polio virus, you know, you get that shot and is that what she's, is that a woman that said that or a dude? Is yes, that, that is a, a woman, woman who said uh, that to us. Eliana. Is that what she means or is there, are you, there, what else? I don't know. Well, it could mean the getting a flu shot. Oh, the flu shot? No, I did that a couple of times and I ended up getting the flu, so I said, screw it. Same here, Ben. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever the last, I got the flu shot maybe like five, six years ago, and I haven't gotten it since, and I haven't yeah. gotten the flu since. So, no, I'm, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, I on think the flu it's shot. really like for old dudes. Right. Do yeah. I mean, no. I'm not that, I'm not quite that old yet. I, um, I've gotten the flu shot before, if weird reaction to it. It's like they make it seem like it's one of those things that actually is going to do good for you, and it actually does bad for you, well, like you I, said. I did uh, kick a rusty nail in the backyard at the Maller Mansion, and I my, my toe was gushing blood, and I had to get a tetanus shot. And my whole arm, my whole upper arm turned black and blue for like three weeks. That's a bad sign, isn't it? Yeah. Something didn't go well there with the tetanus shot? Yeah. All right, keep it going here. It's ask, but Ralph, you uh, had no, you you haven't been vaccinated. You're you're a Neanderthal. You haven't been vaccinated. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next. All right. Uh, this is from Mister Wonderful, and that's an odd name for this question. Okay. Uh, if you and the normal crew were in a plane crash and stuck on a deserted island, yeah, who would you pick first to kill and eat? <laughs> Well, it would have to be well. It would have to be Eddie because I think there's the most amount of uh, meat available there. Uh, you know, if you were to, you have to have a knife though, right? That's the key on that. Yeah, Coop would be the best, and he he'd live the longest in that scenario, right? Because there's just not. Although he claims he's fat, Coop claims he's he's fat, but he's not. I tell him you're not fat, Coop. You're not. I mean, I, I'll show you fat. You're not fat. But anyway, all right. Next, it's Ask Ben. Uh, is that just for me or for everybody? I don't know. You, Ralph, who? No, nah, who cares? Nobody, nobody. Cares if, you, if you guys want to chime in, go ahead. All right. Anything? No. Nothing. No. I'm getting weird looks. All right. Next. All right, so uh, this it's is Ask from- Ben, by the way. You're listening to Ask Ben. This is a Fox Sports Radio exclusive. No one else has this content. No one. All right, so this is from El Nino. Uh, El, Nino! El Nino! And he's asking, is it uncomfortable working with a Cleveland sports fan in at the Off the Mic 28 and Colin Kaepernick apologist and TV star Nick Wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just honored that Nick Wright, who'd have a TV show on Fox Sports 1, would come in here and do overnight radio engineering. I think that's very impressive. It's a pleasure. And uh, it shows you what kind of character Nick Wright has to come in here and do the radio show. And, uh, yeah, the mayor, uh, I overlook. Everyone's got a flaw. Uh, every, everyone's got something in life they're good at and something, something they're really bad at. And I, I like mayor a lot. His flaw is that he's a Cleveland sports fan. Uh, that's his flaw. But other than that, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. He works hard. He busts his ass. He wants to make it in radio. And I'm all about it. So, But I can overlook the fact that he, he likes the uh, – the sports, plus the you know, the Indians choked in the playoffs. The Browns. Sucked. I know you love that, by the way, because yeah. I know you, I know I'm like the only Cleveland sports fan that you actually like or yeah. one of. Yeah, I think you're the only one. I don't think uh, well, Dick and Dayton, but does he count? <laughs> I don't know if he counts. All right, there it is. Ask Ben. Thank you. Good job by you. Ask Ben. Done. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, there's one of the the bigger names in the NFL that was no longer employed. It is not Colin Kaepernick, but Revis Island is back, baby. It is back in the NFL. Now, if you were busy doing crap to get ready for Thanksgiving, you were not paying attention, maybe you were baking pumpkin pie, Uh, I have no idea what you're doing. Uh, Who knows? Uh, But uh, whatever you were doing on the day before Thanksgiving, uh, you might have missed this, but uh, maybe you were drinking, right? Uh, Darrell Revis. Coming back, he's back now, agreeing to a contract with the Chiefs. Now, we're told that Andy Reid has been trying to add Revis for some time. Uh, The interest was not mutual, but for some reason, Darrell Revis had a change of heart. So he is going to join Kansas City and could even play in the game this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. So let's discuss. Now, the question, 
What's the big takeaway here from Darrell Revis joining the Chiefs? Now, my thoughts on this, my knee-jerk reaction when I heard that Revis was joining the Chiefs was desperation. All right? then, then you got falling star, erosion, and the awakening. And I'll tie all these things together. Now, number one, by signing Darrell Revis, the Chiefs have hired a sky-riding plane to announce, boy, we're desperate. Man, are we in a desperate situation. We are signing a guy off the scrap heap of the NFL. Kansas City has played, if, if you were to describe their defense, it's a 99-cent store variety defense. It has been the Achilles heel of Andy Reid's football team all year. Now, the offense had some problems against the Giants. That's fair. It's absolutely fair. They've been ravaged by injury, and the backups who've been given the opportunity have not gotten the job done. If the secondary was a uh, like a toy, it would be Mr. Fantastic, right? Stretched out, Mr. Fantastic and all that. How bad is it? How bad is it? The Chiefs are 28th. In passing yards allowed, that's heading into the game at Arrowhead against Buffalo this weekend. It is Marcus Peters and Bupkis in the secondary. So after that 5-0 and start, the Chiefs are 1-4 since then. They find themselves at 6-4. and And the second part of this, Andy Reid is breaking the cardinal rule of sports by adding Revis Island. Now, if you've been with me a long time, you know the cardinal rule is what? The cardinal rule is don't let a falling star fall on you. I believe that's happening here. I believe that is absolutely happening. Uh, Revis is a 32-year-old secondary player coming off the worst season of his career. You toss in the fact that he's been collecting rust all season on the sidelines, the erosion is real. Now, if you're an optimist, you'll say, well, he's got fresh legs. He's, fresh, he's got fresh legs. Good, good to go. Uh, I will push back on that. I will say he was bad last year, and he has not played in a while, and I, I don't care if he's been working out at the gym in the middle of the night. It's a slightly different animal playing in the NFL. Now, Kansas City is expecting a rebirth, an awakening by Darrell Revis. What are the chances that actually happens? I'm going to go. I'm going to go five percent. Five percent chance of that happening. Now, the defensive coordinator Bob Sutton, who looks like he's on death's uh, doorstep. Uh, this guy Bob Sutton has been around a long time. He coached Revis with the Jets for five years, and they had great results. And some people trying to sell Bob Sutton as the reason Revis will come back and. Be, be good. Uh, unfortunately, I don't buy that because the, the reason that Revis was effective back in the day was not because of Bob Sutton. It was because Revis was in the prime of his career. He's, not, he's just not good at this point. He wasn't good the last couple of years. Now, the last thing here, the Chiefs will have to break the law of diminishing returns for this to work. Very difficult to break the law. Revis... Well, it's not, it's not that difficult, but in this case, it is difficult. Uh, Revis will, ha- will also be playing for essentially nothing. When I, 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 this, these headlines have popped up. It's not nothing. He's getting $6 million, but he would have gotten $6 million if he had just merely stayed on the beach. Uh, but instead, he decided to come back and play. That's the salary the Jets are paying him. So in order to make more money because of the, the dreaded offset language, which we do not talk about enough on sports radio, but because of the offset dollar-for-dollar language, that would mean the only way that Revis would make any new money is if the Chiefs are going to pay him $1 million per game. Oh, maybe. How about that and all the uh, Kansas City Joe's barbecue you can get? All all the the Kansas City Joe's barbecue uh, with that that Z-Man sandwich. It's, it's, that's what you get, yeah? So, uh, good luck. Uh, so, for the Chiefs here, I, I guess if you look at it from their perspective, they're not paying him that much, and it's not really new money, uh, then he'll be worth it because they didn't pay anything for him. And if, if Revis, here's the deal. If Revis wants to play in 2018, you would assume that he's going to have to show something in a productive venue the last few weeks of the uh, the season. So, 
And again, Revis could play against the Bills this weekend, and uh, good luck. Uh, he's got to show a little bit of skills or he will not be in the NFL again. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. This being Thanksgiving, we got three NFL games to look forward to. We will gobble them up, and uh, rather than do, what's your favorite side dish? Yeah. Rather than do that as a uh, topic of conversation, and uh, no, I don't care if you like mac and cheese, cornbread, salad, it doesn't matter, uh, or biscuits and gravy, but I don't care about any of that. You know what I care about? Picking NFL games. That's what I care about, and that's what we're doing right now. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? Yeah. It's time now. The Benny versus the Penny. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It's Benny versus the Penny. Week 12 in the NFL. We got triple header action on Thanksgiving. We'll start out with the early game. The Minnesota Vikings at 8-2. and two. Visiting the Lions, the traditional Thursday game in Detroit. The uh, Viking horn might make it. I doubt it will. Uh, this game is on Fox. You better watch. It's the, the early game on the three-game slate with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman gobbling up game action. Now, this game opened up a pick The Vikings, though, are a three-point road favorite. So, some impressive wagering uh, in favor of... The Vikings in this one, but but not really. Uh, apparently, there's some big money bets on the Vikings, but overall, the Lions actually have done okay with the gambling public. I, I like the Lions here as a three-point underdog, and I'll tell you why. So the pick I'm making is the Lions. Minnesota, I get that they're the toast of the town right now because, you know, anytime you beat the Rams, it's impressive. It's you got to crank up the hype machine. That's, an, that's a big-time win when you beat a championship team like the Rams. Uh, so you wonder, that's a big spot for them to beat the Rams. Uh, you got a quick turnaround here. Quick turnaround. Are they going to have the same energy level and play with the same raw emotion in this game? You wonder, you wonder right? I'm not ready for that. Uh, the Vikings haven't lost. Was that a premature coin flip? Yes. Okay. I pick up the damn coin. Uh, Vikings have not lost since the last time they played the Lions. Six straight wins for Minnesota. Lions have lost to three teams this year that you would consider good. And uh, and they have not played since then. Since then. Uh, so I believe that will change here for Detroit. And, and the second part of it, Mike Zimmer, while he's had a lot of success in Minnesota, he's been great for the Vikings, he has for some reason – Ran into this. He's run into this brick wall with Jim Caldwell and the Lions, where the the last three games the Vikings have lost to the Detroit Lions. Detroit, it's very simple here. You run the clock, ball control, essential. Don't turn the ball over here on Turkey Day. I'll take the Lions nineteen Vikings seventeen, and the penny says. The penny agrees with you, Ben. It's amazing how that, that Lions uh, plus the three. So there you go. All right, we agree. It's amazing how that penny sounds the same. It's just shocking. All right, uh, <laughs> yes. All right. Next up, the L.A. Chargers at four and six, at the Dallas Cowboys at five and five. Go Chargers! Go! Go Chargers! Go! Show me your lightning bolt. The Chargers. This is an odd spot because the Cowboys opened up a four-point favorite. And now the Chargers are favored by two and a half. So the L.A. Chargers, that's a six and a half point difference, which almost never happens. But, uh, the Chargers are the popular pick by popular people here, getting almost 60% of the money for the L.A. Chargers. My pick, though, I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. Number one, I realize I've been trashing Dak Prescott. He deserves the tough love. He has been torn limb by limb by opposing defenses since Zeke Elliott went out with the suspension. He has to carry more of the water up the hill this particular week for the Cowboys, who were embarrassed on national TV against the Eagles while the Chargers had their greatest offensive performance courtesy of Peterman in franchise history and that blowout. So I believe what's happening here is there's an overreaction to the Chargers because of what they did last week, and that's why the, the the point spread has shifted the way it has. 
And unless you're going to promise me that Prescott's going to have a Nathan Peterman-like performance here and throw five interceptions in the first half, if you're going to tell me that, I'll take the Chargers all day and all night. I don't believe that to happen. And the, the main issue here for the, the Cowboys is you've got to find a way to stop Bosa and Ingram up front. The Chargers, they're not a great defensive team, but they are great at getting to the quarterback, disrupting the Cowboys' offense. The key, uh, hold on to the ball here, and just don't pull a Peterman, right? Don't pull a Peterman. I like a desperate Cowboy team to stay above 500, right? They're 5-5. Five and five. You lose this game going to 500. It's a short week, usually at home. The Cowboys, uh, Thanksgiving, that's been good to them. I'll take the Cowboys, 24, Chargers, 21. Big Ben, the pick, uh, the penny's going against you. Go saying, Chargers. Go, go, Chargers, go. I thought it's go go gadget. Oh, that's right. Go, that's right. Yeah. Doesn't he sound like he's speaking in Germany at a political rally? <laughs> right? Now I'm looking back at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I can imagine it being very cold and blustery, and maybe a light drizzle in the air, and then you hear this. No, that's go not. Chargers, right. Go Chargers! Go! That was going on, Nick. You played the wrong thing. All right, uh, here we go. Moving on. Thanksgiving <laughs> little, night. Little effect. Come on. I didn't like that. Uh, New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Giants come in two and eight. The Redskins are four and six. And uh, this game opened up Washington favored by a touchdown. The Redskins are now favored by seven and a half. So it's ticked up a half a point. The money's pretty much even on this game uh, in the gambling world. Slightly more money in favor of the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants here. Not that I think the Giants are any good, because I don't. But the pick I'm making is the Giants. The Redskins are a much better team. I will concede that. But they gagged the game against the Saints last weekend. That was a historic, historic choke job. And if you look at this recent history with the Giants and the Redskins, it typically goes to the Giants. Now, a lot of that was because the Redskins weren't good. The Giants were good. But the Giants have won 16 of the last 22 matchups between these two teams. And and secondly, while the Giants are a bad football team, they at least show that they've got a little fight left in them against Kansas City. Let's see how much spunk they've got left in this particular game. And remember, the Redskins, they're a team, their last 30 games at home favored by more than four, which goes back a good amount of time. Uh, but they're, they've only won seven games in their last 30 when they've been favored by four. That goes back a couple of quarterbacks, many coaches and whatnot. Uh, you know the golden rule. You listen to Benny versus the Penny. What is the golden rule? Anytime you get over seven points in a divisional game, you do not ask questions. You don't get all, sm- all smarty pants. You take the points. You be happy. That's what you do here. It's a seven-and-a-half-point line. I'll take the hook. To cover the spread, Redskins 20, Giants 13. Once again, Ben, the penny disagrees with you and is going with the Redskins in this one. You like that? All right. You so like some that? They like some, some Kirk Cousins. I guess so. So some disagreement there at the end. Kirk Cousins could be your quarterback, your big Browns honk. So maybe well, next. we'll see if they're willing. The analytics nerds are willing to shell out $30 million to a quarterback. Yeah. But he's, he's not bad. Yeah. 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 Well, no, plus he completes forward passes. So they exactly. Don't want it's not like Deshaun Kaiser. He doesn't complete passes to the other team. He doesn't always urinate down his legs, so he's not a value. All right. Uh, very good there. Thank you for that. Benny versus the Penny. Enjoy your Thanksgiving football fiesta. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.